and welcome to the Hourglass with Isabella. I'm here with... This is Daniel, and we are actually outside on the porch today. We're on the porch, and the bees are buzzing, the birds are humming. And you'll probably hear some loud, some traffic in the background, perhaps. You might hear some traffic, or perhaps the wind coming through through the forest. We actually sit on a beautiful five-acre property, and it is a gorgeous day today. The sun is shining. You would hardly know that there was an apocalyptic pandemic going on right outside your door. <laughs> this has been a very, very uh, anticlimactic uh, apocalypse. I'm very, telling you. very, very, very unimpressive so far. It's the low level apocalypse. Yeah, it's a low level apocalypse. So, what are we going to talk about today? So, today is a topic very near and dear to my heart, and not for all the good reasons. It's something that I feel very. Uh, impassioned about, oftentimes quite angry about as the topic goes, but, and it's something that I think many of you may never have known about before or heard about, and then a lot of you, especially the female listeners out there, may have had personal experience with this. We're talking about the modern female censorship on social media, and it's a very slow-moving but kind of new thing that's come into play. Do you want to discuss a little bit more? Yeah, so I mean, I think you know one, one of the reasons why we, we thought this would be we topical is not not actually for the for the sexiness part of it, but uh, just uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before, Twitter decided to to put up a, and flag one of the president's uh, tweets and and you know as as saying not not censoring it by any means, but saying you know uh, for more information on you know. Uh, voting by mail fraud or whatever uh you know click here sort of thing and and it i think to me it brings up an interesting point that about censorship versus you know sort of uh corrective action and that we have you know we have the ability now we have the technology now to to flag these things and to say you know hey this this photo is sexy and it, it seems like we should have the technology to be able to just simply flag it and say, I don't, oh, I don't want to see sexy Well, stuff. explain though, how does that relate to the president there? I'm confused. Well, so the president uh, basically made a post saying that uh, that mail-in ballots are, are fraught with peril and that, that there's going to be all kinds of fraud and the wrong people will be voting and stuff like that, even though the evidence is, is to the contrary. Okay, he doesn't want people to vote by mail is basically what it is. So what Twitter decided to do was to after right after his post put a little a little link that said you know for more information on the truth behind mail-in ballots fact click check. here fact check fact check exactly um so so it brings up this interesting question as to you know what censorship is i mean this is a private organization that you know could have you know if, if they wanted to i think they would be well within their rights to just ban his talk his his post entirely uh, but instead they just sort of flagged it and said you know here's some information I just want to start saying I have no problem with Twitter. In fact, to a point where Twitter is one of the few platforms that I don't believe falls into this discussion because they still allow nudity on the platform. They still allow sex workers to make their, their posts and things that they need to do to advertise their OnlyFans or whatever it is they're looking to do to make a living during this very difficult time. The problem I have, and this is a long-running problem, is with platforms such as Facebook. So I'll give you an example, and I, I'm fine if you want to set a line and say, okay, nudity is not allowed, absolutely no problem. If your nipples are exposed, whatever, if that's where you need to draw the line in the sand, 
Okay, fine, you, you need to draw it somewhere that's the line. My problem is that slowly creeping up in a very dangerous mentality way, it has gotten a lot more severe than that. It is no longer that your posts will be banned if there's any kind of nudity whatsoever. Your post will be banned just for being a woman. Now hear me out so that this makes more sense. Let's say that you have a picture and you're fully covered. You're wearing a dress, everything is covered. But if, if you're slightly leaned over, or if, if your cleavage is exposed in any fashion, then it is now deemed sensually provocative and will result in a ban, in some cases a 30-day ban on Facebook. At what point does that become discrimination against you for merely being a woman with the body that you were born with? At what point does that become so severe in its judgments towards you that you become afraid to post any picture that's fully covered because it might be deemed too sexy because it's no longer about the nudity it's about you as a person and how you look so it, therefore if you're deemed an attractive woman you're dangerous and that danger means you have to be removed because you might be your pose might be seducing someone you know and i think that is so unfair so which part of it is it that you feel is unfair is it the is it the, the judging at all or or just sort of the 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 consequences so for for instance um the the movie industry has has ratings for movies you have g p g r sure. you know unrated x-rated as they call it um you know and a movie will become pg for you know hints of 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 sexiness perhaps but maybe not for violence right in that in that very you know double standard sort of way but it's still being judged. It's just a matter of what the consequences are. So would you be comfortable with the idea of them judging you, uh, you know, and, and basically rating your, your, your a photo? Um, or, or do you think they just shouldn't be in the business of doing that at all? So first of all, actually, what you said about the movie industry, the movie industry is insanely hypocritical when it comes to exactly what we're talking about. And the reason why I'm going to talk about this, in the 70s we had something called blue movies, which was pornography in the cinema. And so people would actually, this is kind of before you could have your DVDs or VHS at home, right? Back then you had to physically like go to a cinema uh, to, to see a raunchy movie, right? And it was kind of the dawn of sexual movies and they were usually just very low budget low quality movies uh with sexy scenes right however that in, we all agree in the movie industry is is no longer very much allowed in the mainstream kind of thing you really can't get away with having a very sexy movie that is focused around anything that is porn related or a happy ending or any of that stuff however where it becomes hypocritical in the movie industry is we do allow, allow a genre called torture porn which is essentially still pornographic in its nature but as long as the woman and it's a horror genre is being tortured unhappy murdered killed then it's so perfectly okay to display it in very sexual things so um Hostel 1 and 2 are examples of these movies uh, and actually I forget the name, I watched one the other day that was about a stalker actually but somehow we deem that's okay as long as a woman's being hurt and or killed on screen it's somehow viable in the movie industry but if it's just straight up happy ending, she's coming and she's happy, god forbid and that's a very strange mentality but going back to the Facebook problem it's again, I don't even think it has to go anywhere near 
pornography or nudity. It, what makes it dangerous is that we as women are being judged across the board and we have fought and struggled for so long not to be judged. And it doesn't matter whether it's a platform just like Facebook, if it's a platform like TikTok and your midriff is, is exposed, like you're wearing a bikini, that's a no and your video is going to get removed. I have had bikini photos at the beach removed on Facebook because they were deemed too sexually suggestive. I have had a picture of a girlfriend that I know who was wearing a long dress removed because her pose, because her arm was above her head, was deemed too sexually suggestive. And the thing that, that concerns me and worries about it, it's a very slippery slope where you start saying, okay, you need to be more covered up and your, your skin that you were born with is dangerous and that men can't control themselves, which is a ludicrous notion to me. I think that with education and everything else, that we are all as human beings capable of controlling ourselves and that being exposed to these things, right, when there's no nudity involved and everything's covered, should not be cause for being punished by Facebook. And when you're punished on Facebook, let's say you get the 30-day ban, you can't message your friends on Messenger, you can't even let people know that you have been banned to discuss it with them to help a talk. If you try to make a new account now, they flag that account, the account goes down. So now I feel specifically, as a woman, any time I post a picture that is attractive, fully clothed, but I'm going to be targeted by Facebook because there's a problem with me that I am fundamentally the problem. And all my girlfriends I know have had this issue. We actually have a group called Facebook Jailbird Committee, and I wanted to do it statistically to see how many women are being affected by this problem, how severe it is, and there have been hundreds of cases in this group alone of women who have actively said they've suffered from this. So, it's an interesting question, because at the end of the day, you, you, have, to, you have to ask yourself, you know, if this is if this is censorship, you know, is it is it within their rights to do so? And I think sure, the answer is that yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. And then the question comes, um, you know, if you know that these people are like this, why why do you why do you keep frequenting them? So, for instance, if you know that that Hobby Lobby, for instance, you know, has a problem with yes, with with people being gay, do do you, do you, do you still there? shop there? The answer is, you know, no, no we, we don't. Yeah. And so, and, and and so the same sort of thing comes with Facebook. And I think the challenge is, of course, that it is it has become this sort of ubiquitous platform that you know we need to to conduct business on. We need to you know it is it is it's sort of and it has sort of somehow somehow it has transcended the level of just simply a, a, a private establishment um, and and so it's it's an interesting question because you know when we when we talk about things like censorship and people want to talk about the First Amendment the president's talking about the First Amendment and, 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 and nonsense like this you know that has to do with the government telling you that you can or cannot do something not uh, not private industry you you privately are, are at least to some extent allowed to to say you know invite whoever you want into your own, into your home you know if we if we chose to not invite a you know racist homophobe into our house that's well within that's our rights choice, to do yeah. so and and so if you think about Facebook as you know Mark Zuckerberg's house and we're all just sort of hanging out in his house to some extent he, he is allowed to say what what he considers appropriate and not appropriate and and at that point, you know, you're willing to say no. I think you're. I think you're wrong. You could argue with him, or you could just leave. But where would you go? 
Yeah, that's the fundamental problem, and I think the bigger question there is, yes, Facebook is apps, as is every company, entitled to have the rules and regulations, which is where I was talking about drawing that line in the sand. So if you want to make it nudity as a, as a community, or we have to have that line somewhere, fine. I don't even agree with that, but fine. If that's where you have to draw it, absolutely. The problem is where it becomes dangerous is when everybody is on the platform on Facebook and suddenly people are being taught as women that they have to cover up and that they need to cover up more and if they don't they'll be punished and unable to contact their friends or family for 30 days and you're right the problem is we are on the platform there's nowhere else to go where do we go I see no other viable platform options beyond things like Twitter which is a great platform but it's not something that I personally enjoy or use I loved MySpace back in the day. We don't have that as a platform anymore. I used to use Tumblr, and then Tumblr decided they no longer were going to allow sexy content. That made I left her platform immediately at that point. Facebook brought up Instagram, so Instagram now you will also be punished for being a woman. A woman if your if your pose that's the problem. If your pose is too sexy, it's not even about the nudity anymore. It's you. You are the problem, and that's so frightening to me. I can't reiterate that enough for a woman how scared I am whenever I post something is this gonna get me punished am I going to Facebook jail for this where do you think it comes from I don't know but I can tell you historically where it started and where it stopped and now why it's restarting and why we should all be very concerned about it and not allowing people to make these judgments against women in such harsh ways and the, and the danger that it poses for the future and how it is a slippery slope there's an example I believe it was from I want to say it was the 1950s, and it's a picture that actually circulated, it went viral on Facebook, of a woman, it's a black and white photo, and she's wearing a very modest bikini, and she's very attractive, and she's standing at the beach, and there's actually a police officer issuing her a ticket because her midriff is exposed, and it was the swimsuit was deemed too sexy, right? The bikini... That, so she could just go swimming and enjoy the day of her friends was too much that people couldn't handle it so she needed this ticket and what a misogynistic backwards and dangerous mentality but that's the 50s fine it was like that we've grown since then but now I see that exact same thing happening on social media where we punish women for it and the question is where does it end and I don't think it does I think it gets worse from there and we've developed this very as you know the term incel there's this very incel culture do you want to tell me a little, actually do you want to explain a little bit about incels here <laughs> you're a man you get to explain this one. I see why would you think I would have yeah so um so right so incel is involuntary celibate it's people it, it, it's not it's not actually you know a asexual men by any means it is actually men who want to get laid but can't and, and, and are frustrated and and blame Angry. women and apparently get together and write manifestos and and talk about the best way to to rape women and and things like this um and and it's a, a fairly recent uh you know emergence i think only and, and maybe and just in part because the they, 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 they have the internet and they have a way of actually you know, they have a way of coordinating themselves exactly Exactly, but it is a, it is a real threat. I mean, and, and you know, a few years ago, some guy shot up a sorority house and left That's his manifesto, and and you know, so so it's yeah. a it's a very it's a very real concern. Um, but I guess I you know I've always thought, and let me let me just sort of you know pr you know float this theory because you know it's easy I think to think that it's, that this is you know misogyny by men against women. 
But I wonder if the reality is that maybe it's misogyny of like, you know, suburban housewives that are married. Uh, I don't know know how to respond to that. Um, Okay, hang on. I don't think so. Here's what I think. I think it's easy to categorize one or the other and rather than saying let how about we just rather than saying men or women in this or genderizing i think it is a problem across the board with human judgment and culture and how we've been raised and what we've been taught so what happens is we actually teach when we talk about women's in our society to be jealous in that high school mentality and catty towards other women and i think a lot of times when that that kind of mentality is ingrained into you from school through bullying or whatever that carries on so obviously you know we run a magazine and we have a lot of models sometimes the models are quite catty to one another right and you think you really have to sit there and think why is this why are girls behaving towards each other this way instead of empowering each other and lifting each other up like it should be but a lot of it comes to our upbringing how we were raised our education how we're taught what we're taught is okay and then the same side and we talk about the masculinity and toxic masculinity how are men in the bro fraternity culture being taught to treat women and being raised around that and are we teaching just ourselves to respect other human beings or are we saying she's a fought and introduce that's a very new word it's actually my least favorite words in the world is fought it is like the most slandering ugly word i think it's come up in a long time it's up there with slut right it, but it's but, really but damaging there, there are plenty to of girls who self-identify with that just like they do with slut. Yeah, that's that's trying to take power over the word. That's when you take a word, whether it's a, a, a slur against your culture or a slur against you as a person or your gender, and you take it, and in order to empower it, you can say something like the word nerd, right, has been adopted by culture and empowered. It's actually a defensive mechanism to protect and say, I'm taking power over this. But I still think the concept of it is very damaging and, and, and not a pleasant thing, nor something that we, in this day and age, you think we would have overcome it. You think we would have become more enlightened and we would have this female equality and a gender equality. And we talk about all these great things like with the LGBT culture and how far we've come with trans rights and all this stuff. But then when you really look at it, and it's unfortunate if you look at it online, you see the reality, but we have a long way to grow compassionately because we are still stuck in the dark ages because that internet allows that barrier where you can be anonymous and if you are a a frustrated guy and you are angry it is a platform to take out your anger and maybe to punish other women for something that happened to you that hurt you a long time ago right so do you do you think that the and the same applies for girls it's a weaponization but but, you know to get back to the topic at hand of you know facebook censorship do you do you think that that is related to to this you know Absolutely. this insult tendency and no not just to insult but cultural mindset where we are at currently right. in our culture but it is no longer deemed okay and if the great for what i love about the internet and i always tell this you know both daniel and i were kind of very on the cusp of the beginning of the internet it was like the wild west you would go on you'd get on your dial up computer as a kid i'd get online and they had all this aol stuff and of you know the asl you could look you could meet all these people in chat rooms were very popular back then but most importantly they had web pages and there wasn't really the social media facebook didn't even exist at this point there wasn't that social media concept but there were these individual web pages kind of like islands that you could visit about different topics and and anything you want to see in the world was really there it was it was actually a beautiful frontier 
but what happened, and it, it didn't happen quickly, was that slowly people realized it was something to be capitalized on, that the internet in general was something that could be constricted, used even as laws we've seen passed recently, to make money out of other people and control. So what used to be a kind of beautiful, kind of free-for-all environment where expression was okay, suddenly we started placing the rules and in some places it is important to have those rules but we started placing the rules and regulations that we have in our day-to-day -day lives on the internet to kind of gain some sense of control over that environment so when we start having social media platforms as you probably know the rules on Facebook in the beginning were very different to the rules that are now in place to today and that is something that keeps evolving and growing what I want to make sure as a society is that we are not going backwards we do not want to go back to generally accepted misogyny. That would be the worst thing that could happen. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I don't think that we're going backwards so much as I do. What, what I think is that we are we are seeing that we that we have left a large part of the population behind, and that you know, and I, and I think about this in, in you know in terms of the last election, for instance, right? You know, I, I think most progressives you know sort of sort of imagined that the world was getting better. And, and we sort of forgot about, you know, 60, 70% of the population who really weren't, who didn't really come along for the ride. And I, and I think one way to look at the, the, the Facebook issue is that Facebook itself, let's pretend for a moment, is completely neutral, right? They're, they're, they're wanting to be a, a marketplace of ideas and, and of people. And so they want to attract all, as many people as they can into their world. And so they, they need to make themselves available to conservatives and 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 to and to but at the cost allow... of women's rights. I well, mean... So so here's so here's my question. I mean and and here's here's because I, mean, I think it's important to think about where where does this all come from? Like so where do the where did these guidelines come from? Why do they exist? And I suspect that it is because um, somewhere what? along the way there were there was an advertiser who offered them an awful lot of money to to run advertisements, but you know told them okay we can't we can't do it if your platform is going to have any sexual content because we're but we're really opposed why to that. is a woman in a completely covered crop top with jeans that's, why is that sexual content tell me i mean i i agree i'm not i'm no, not that's I'm, what i, I want mean, to know so tell me but, why but that's the point sexual is that, content. That, that if you are a neutral platform okay then then you don't take principles on anything you don't stand on anybody's but they rights. are taking choices they are making they are setting standards they are slowly slowly um you know but but at the end of the day, I, I think I think that's where it comes from. Is I guess what I'm saying is that is I think it comes from these platforms wanting to be neutral and wanting to because they don't want to alienate half their audience, right? If well, Facebook, what I want to know is why would a fully covered woman in a top? I'm not talking about nudity or nipples. So, why would that alienate half their platform? Just a woman existing with a body that God gave her in a right. picture. But yes, she's attractive. I, I agree. Why but, does that need to but, be punished? But appreciate for a moment. So so okay. appreciate for a moment that there are other cultures in the world. Okay, and and let's imagine not not that the you know Islamic population is is Don't big on Facebook, but um, you know the the Islamic faith a lot of them uh, believe that 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 sort of you know that that, that showing skin is sexually provocative to the point where some Your of arm? them even even believe in in wearing you know the the sort of full burqa. Right. right? So that's what I'm saying is it's evolving to a point where we should have to cover ourselves to wearing a burqa so we don't dare so, accidentally seduce a man by looking at right. them. So that so that, so the point is that it's in some parts of the world and in some cultures that is absolutely what they believe. And so if you know if 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 the, the day evolved, right? 
where, where, where those groups, those social groups, uh, wanted to run ads on Facebook, right? And they had enough money behind it. They might be able to say, hey, you know what? We're not going to, we're not going to advertise on your platform. We're not going to give you these billions of dollars, you know, unless you do whatever. So basically what you're saying is as long as Facebook is willing to take money from people, Correct. we can sacrifice women and punish them for how they look online because of and, an, and it's a not, different culture. It's not just women. Right? It's, it's truth. It's 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 actually truth? It's, yes truth in the sense that they that that Facebook as just yesterday uh, Zuckerberg comes out and says that uh, he doesn't believe that that Twitter was right for you know for fact checking the president right I so didn't know so it's that. basically there's they're basically because because what they want to say is yeah you know what whatever your truth is you can put it out there and we're not going to tell you no. Right. The problem I have is as long as women are being quiet and they're still being literally quiet because they're on gag orders actually is the irony of the whole thing. As long as uh, women are being quiet while they're being judged by this platform and put in Facebook jail and stuff, nobody's willing to talk about it. Nobody's willing to discuss right. it like we are right now. Nobody's willing to say, hey, you know what? This is dangerous. This is a problem. We need to look at this. We need to stop So you're, abs you're absolutely, you're absolutely right to continue talking about it and to make it an issue and and, and to develop that majority, because the, the reality is that as long as you are a minority population uh, of, you know, younger, provocative women, um, but what? You know, okay, that's you don't have, you don't have the bothering market value. Me. What if it's not provocative? Like this is. So I looked at the it's Facebook. In your, it's in your opinion. I looked at right? the Facebook I agree with standards you. the other day. They actually have images listed. These were the images that they claimed you could be banned for for being provocative. One was a young model with long brown hair in a t-shirt, brown top, and jeans. And she had some cleavage, no nude, no nipples, but she was just in a photo shoot leaning slightly forwards. And they said, this is an example of a pose that is sexually suggested and will be removed. The next picture was a picture of a woman eating a piece of fruit, eating some banana, fully clothed. And they were like, yeah, this might turn men on. This has got to go. And I was just looking at this picture of this girl eating this banana. And I'm like, is that where you're at? Is that really so dangerous? What are you afraid of? I mean, what are you actually afraid of in a suggestion there? And let's say that at the end of the day, you're like, okay, you want it to be safe for minors, which is a completely acceptable argument. My argument to counter that is that you could easily set up filters on Facebook. We know those algorithms already exist with bots. If you think that me fully clothed is endangering someone out there in the world, right? Put a filter on it. Just say well, you can choose like, if you want exactly. to see the content or not. You should be able not. to choose that, just like Google Safe Search, right? I should be able to say, yes. you know what? I don't want to see cleavage ever. And that and should be, uh, that yeah, should be sure. an option, right? And I think they have the technology for but it. But likewise, I think I should be able to say, I don't want to see a guy without a shirt on or something right? as exactly. a counter on that, right? Because why is it the women just get punched? Like, you have guys who are topless on these things, shirtless, they're fine. Right. That's okay. But somehow we have I a agree. problem. I, I think that's, I think that's a, a reasonable answer for it is, is for individuals to be able to... Uh, you know, it censor is, what they see. It is a painful thing. And, and to some thing. extent, they're getting there. And, and, maybe, and maybe that's the direction that they go. It is a painful thing to feel judged every day about it. It is a stressful thing to wake up in the morning and to go on your social media and be like, what did I get punished for today? Sometimes it'll be pictures from three years ago, which were obviously okay back then, but now somehow they're deemed in our current climate to be, you know, wrong or provocative. So they've now got to go and it results still in this punishment of 30-day ban, which is insane. So I guess I, I would go back to the idea that you don't have to be on that platform. 
But right. where do I go? And, and so, well, I mean, that's that's the issue. No, seriously, where does anyone go? It's where my right. friends are. If I'm on TikTok, my midriff is still getting, I'm still sure. getting videos removed on TikTok every day because they violate community standards. Right. Even if I'm fully clothed, if it's, enough, it's, if it's too sexy, it's going to go, right? I, I understand. Those same rules do not apply to men. I've never seen a picture of a fully clothed man getting flagged on Facebook because his pose was fucking provocative. I mean, seriously, that is the baseline. provocative? That's what bothers me. Why are we, we again, punishing women, putting labels on women? It's that same thing as a witch hunt, right, that we had right. back in Salem. It's like, oh, this woman, she seduced me with her look. It's exactly the same. There's a glance. That's, that's Frighteningly the same. evil. And what I want women to know everywhere is that it is a problem for all of us. It's not any single person who will escape this it's very much a problem that we should all really be looking at and realizing how serious it is and taking a stand from it whether it's like you say leaving the platform and finding something else i only pray and i hope to god that we find a platform a new platform comes up but it's more accepting of women across the board and that you can express yourself and yes it has filter settings for safety in place for people I and mean, that it is an open community Right, and and it, that's what I would love. I would love something like that. Right. I just I think, haven't I think, seen I think it. It's, I think it's super difficult right now. I mean, we remember a few years ago that other platform came up. Ello. Uh, Ello, right? I really believed in it, and it I, nearly I, did it. I think I think the dollars are just not behind it. Yeah, is the problem. So I think what well, it needs and to be. in that case, for software development, because with that platform, I said I love this. It's perfect. I told all my friends we must move to this platform, and everybody did. Every, the thing was, all these people moved over and they got the traction and the news that they needed, but they were lacking, and if you guys on LO are listening, it's actually based out of Boulder, near here, the reason why that failed so specifically was at the time when they got the hype and were riding that wave, they didn't have basic infrastructure on the social media platform, such as instant messaging within it. There was no way at that time, it's there now, a little too late, unfortunately, to talk to each other, so you had the page, and the rest of it was a beautiful concept, and it could have worked, which gives me hope for the future that we can yet still have a platform that we can all migrate to and leave because I know so many women in different industries, right? And if I have a girlfriend and she's using only OnlyFans as a platform, right? And she posts it on her wall, Facebook via its algorithms will immediately cap and not allow people to see that. Even if she is looking to make bread and butter to feed herself or her children during this time when the pandemic, where so many of us have lost our jobs, right? The fact that she's just selling selfies, not even nudes or anything, just sexy selfies is somehow deemed just wrong for her trying to use it but if you're if you're a builder out there and you're a man using your body to make you know buildings and work that's okay but if you're a woman using your body and selling it that's not okay that's not okay and the question is why is that what's right. the fundamental thing there? so i don't i don't I don't know that I'm all that optimistic that another platform is just going to magically come up. That or if it does, the worst thing is, or if a platform comes up, it looks magically perfect. We all go over, and much like Tumblr, which was a great platform for a long time, they suddenly change their TOS, their terms of service, and then it's not. And a great example of this is Patreon. Patreon was actually built on sex workers selling their content, their images, their video clips. That's actually what gave it traction. But the second that they got the money in place, as a very recently, I said, we're no longer allowing that 
content. So basically you're using these women to give your platform traction and fundamentally make the foundation for it. And then when it's proven successful, then you're removing it just as Facebook is now removing content, just as Tumblr now decides they don't want it. And for me, it just seems so unfair that you're using these human beings, hard work and effort, blood, sweat and tears to do this, to make money to live right and yet you can have a platform like Pornhub out there where people can go and like make their content or whatever and pr producers of pornography can do it and they make their money on it they don't like this concept of cutting out the middle man and having women make their own content it's deemed again dangerous and too powerful so you would not believe the amount of male friends even that I have on Facebook who get very upset any time the word OnlyFans is even brought up and I see posts every day of guys being and, and women as well just being furious about OnlyFans and the fact that people they think it's easy money or that they didn't work for it or they didn't earn it fairly it's just as much work as anything else if you were putting the time into makeup lighting setting right to make content barter sell that you were working just as much as any job in the world it's your own prejudices and your own things that you've unfortunately been brought up with since childhood and taught morally that are making you have that argument and that base judgment about it I would instead greatly encourage people to learn about it and to think about what it would be if you yourself were in that situation and that we're all just human beings we're all on this planet struggling together trying to do the best we can and the last thing we need to be doing is tearing each other down and we've done so well with female equality you know in terms of getting the wages up breaking the glass ceiling we call it and all this stuff and I feel like we're falling backwards and it just it really depresses me. And that, on that note, we're, we are running out of time, but I'll hand it over to you here. I have nothing more to say. I, yeah. I, think, I think you've got it. Uh, yeah, and I know, it's a, I know it's a harsh topic, and I know it's a lot of things that people don't want to hear. And don't get me wrong, I love doing the positive, fun podcast, but I do feel like sometimes you have to get angry about things. You have to get impassioned about things because if you don't if you don't stand up for other women nobody else will and we together have to stand up against it regardless of what our gender is you know because I know so many people who are male and supportive of women or their partners posting pictures regardless of the content and support that and at the end of the day it's about compassion and how compassionate can we be to one another so I think that's a final thing that I'll leave this on a nice note is that, you know, embrace that compassion. And the next time you see a friend struggling or you see a, a Facebook post or something to the effect that is hurting another person of any gender, step in and protect that person because if you don't, no one else is going to do it. And sometimes in that respect, you've got to be a leader for the justice of other people. And there's nothing wrong with that.